0: Oh yes, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself, live from where the NFL Draft was, give it up for international, Ian Lamont Morgan. You beat me to it. I was just going to say, everybody, I'm still here at the NFL Draft site. (laughs) (laughs) The band is still on the stage. Exactly. the stage still rocking it's still crazy down in cleveland and here in the capital city it's your boy they call him the black trey lance because he's the chosen one give it up malcolm morgan yes post draft three and one post game breakdown review all of that ian how you doing today
1: i feel amazing i'm still high off of the draft um (laughs) And that's pretty much it. I, I've taken in so much draft analysis and, mm. um, I, yeah, I, I feel, feel like I'm no like, good. You feel like Mel Kuiper the third now? Uh, absolutely. That is that he <laughs> might just be my daddy at this point, but, um, I don't know if I'm any good to my family whatsoever because I've just been immersed in all of this stuff, but man, what a, what an exciting
0: draft weekend it was and otherwise. Yes. Yes, I was uh, I was watching um, ESPN le- or yesterday and they were talking about Mike Greenberg, you know, did the draft with Mel Kiper and uh, Booker McFarlane and uh, Lewis Riddick. And he said, you guys, I can confirm something that I've heard about Mel Kiper. He doesn't eat. He doesn't drink anything. He doesn't use the bathroom the entire draft. He's just, he's just there. He's like, thank God. And so, so Dominique Foxworth said, thank God that, that there's an NFL draft for him to focus on. Because if he didn't have the draft, God knows what he would be doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you could tell like he's an android, man. He, they'll just be like, oh, okay. Uh, in the seventh round, we got John Johnson from uh, East Texas Community College. This guy's a monster. Six <laughs> foot four, three. It's like, What? spewing a solid four straight minutes of information and i i I don't understand two years he was at the juniors at the junior high school junior bowl and really dominated top flight you're like what how do you do that the thing i love about this guy is that since (laughs) age 13 when i first met him it's like wow and there's always some weird fact like his dad did you know his dad has three legs Great pedigree there. A third leg would really great. be helpful on the offensive line. <laughs> great, what? Great pedigree there. Both <laughs> jeez. Um, <Dark allergies. laughs> so, yes, today we will be talking about the NFL draft. So much to talk about. And usually that would be what we would lead our show off first show post-draft. But, oh, God, Aaron Aaron Rodgers tried to blow up the sports world mere hours, mere minutes before the NFL draft. oh by finally confirming what we all had assumed all off season long that he wants out of Green Bay, a um, lot. I, I mean, and it just it was just an outpouring of reporting coming out. Mark Schler said the deal was done. It wasn't. Apparently, it was not um, because Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer for now. Um, Poor Denver. So much. You know, all all off season he's been giving us little hints, little hints. Yeah. And uh, and then finally, the the big drop and then all the reporting comes out. Um. So, I mean, first, let's start off with how surprised were you not just by the news, but when it dropped? I think, yeah, that that second part is the operative part.
1: Um. Well, OK, let, let's not say that. How, how many times have we heard about uh, disgruntled stars behind the scenes and it never actually materializes into a trade request? Or them saying like, "Hey, I'm not going back." (laughs) In that case, Um, and that's how it came out. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers asked for a trade. It was Aaron Rodgers stated he's not coming back to the league. (laughs) So I think that's uh, that's interesting too. But yeah, man, here we are, just getting ready for all of the draft prep. Um, Everybody's just looking into their respective teams and 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 looking for all of that help, and then. Uh, chicken little said that the sky is falling uh with aaron Ro- i mean how does such a thing happen there's so many
0: layers to it so many layers i mean aaron rogers basically said f you kids um i'm about to steal this news cycle right quick uh <laughs> and did and absolutely did uh for for the for, for the I don't, I don't remember what time it dropped, but I feel like everything just right up until the first pick was just all about Aaron Rodgers might get dealt yeah. today. We've got to find out so-and-so is called, <laughs> um, but it's no, it's no surprise that this happened. I mean, um, you know, the year before you had an opportunity to get a wide receiver, like CD limb in the draft, and you took the opportunity to draft a, cor- a quarterback for some reason in the first round, um, have it taken a first round wide receiver. I don't think ever, um, and, you know, he just watched Tom Brady kind of pick his spot, go where he wanted to go, and they built the team to win now. And so I think, you know, you saw early in the offseason Russell Wilson grumblings. Does it look like that trade's going to happen? Um, and now you see Aaron Rodgers, another quarterback, a little bit further along his career, you know, slightly older than, than Russell Wilson, who is probably feeling the same exact thing um, Russell is feeling like looking around the landscape and saying, "Look, why can't I be in a situation like that?"
1: Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of um, not exactly, but you remember the the impact that LeBron and the player movement, mm-hmm. um, the player uh, phase of uh, right player empowerment uh, movement in the NBA kind of brought in, um, mm-hmm. and you're seeing that guys in the NFL are still a completely different situation. Yeah, um, so we don't want to draw a parallel, but you are seeing guys with a little bit more say so in these organizational moves um a little bit a little bit more say so in and roster uh building and like you said seeing um now the bucks were careful not to put tom brady's name on everything but mm-hmm. you know some of that stuff was just tom brady influenced and they pretty much gave him the keys to the franchise when he when he kicked in the door yep um so i i think the thing that trips me out i don't i cannot remember in any sport a year where a guy wins MVP and then whatever just, just goes down the toilet with the team and he's then wanting out Mm -hmm. of that situation. It's just, it's wild. Um, You ask yourself questions. How much does uh, Matt LaFleur's play calling at the end of that conference championship game? Mm -hmm. How much does that influence things? Uh, When you add it on top of the stuff you already mentioned, uh, there's contract considerations and, the way that Green Bay does contracts and you know, we're thinking Aaron Rodgers wants a little bit more insurance. Mm-hmm. Um from a contract perspective. And so it is and like you said, just drafted. They still I you know I, I can't I can't remember that. I know in, in, in the first round they didn't. Um did they take a wide receiver in this year's
0: draft? They did. They got Amari Rodgers from Clemson, which That's right that's, know, right,
1: that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay. Which and so know,
0: that, I was got him in the third round. That's crazy. Um
1: and that that's significant. But, like you said, it it may be a case of too little, too late.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I I was just—it was hilarious. We were at (laughs) the—I was watching the draft. Green Bay's pick come up. I think everybody is like, okay, they're gonna do something to show Aaron we want you here. Like, this is this is this is the place that you need to be. You know, we're gonna make this the greatest situation. And they said cornerback Eric Stokes, and then I Greenberg said like. (laughs) Mel Kuyper's jaw is on the ground right now. Because uh, <laughs> it wasn't even a, even a corner anyone even had there. It was If that his teammate, um, Tyson, I think it's Tyson Campbell, on the same team as him, was supp- supposed to be a first-round pick, Eric Stokes was not supposed to be a first-round pick. So I was like, oh, y'all are just not yeah. helping yourselves. Like, I, really I understand this. Man. So imagine that you work at a job and everybody – the whole job is like, we ha- we're going to build a culture that's for the employee. We want you guys to feel comfortable staying, being here. And then they get this big contract. All this money floods in. Like we're going to announce what we're going to do with the money tomorrow. Cool. So you're thinking, oh, we're all about culture building. We're about to like, really, they're about to give us a employee lounge, build a yeah, gym. we better be on fire. Here. Oh my gosh. And then they announce, we've given raises to all of the managers <laughs> and- uh, we will be upping your 401k donations by uh, three hundred dollars a year. Right. You're welcome. And you like what? And so that's how that's how Aaron Rodgers has to feel. Yeah. Right. Man. Like I I am still at the top of my game, and we have an opportunity to kind of pivot, add some younger talent to this wide receiver core. We got we got fortunate. Devonte Adams became what he became, exactly. Because outside of that, the weapons have not been there. And so yeah. we have an opportunity, especially in last year's draft, another loaded wide receiver group. CeeDee Lamb falls down, have an opportunity to get him. And you take a quarterback. Well, you don't need a quarterback. And so I think this year, him winning the MVP has to be the most spiteful MVP in NFL history. That was all about, oh, I'm about to prove right, to y'all right, 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 that right. y'all were wrong to find my replacement. Yeah. Y- y'all thought I was done. And so it's it's funny like hearing analysts be like, oh, he won the MVP. What is he upset about? Because he 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 could have been in the Super Bowl if they built this team
1: right. I've I've seen some wild responses. Who I think it was Terry Bradshaw that was saying, like, yeah, that just goes to show me how what do you say, how soft he is or how yeah, something like man. And I'm just like like what do you have to complain about, you know, when I was man. playing they drafted a quarterback <laughs> and I, I wasn't sour about it. You you probably weren't the M V P the year before either. You right. you, you probably you know you you and and a lot of talk about because he has some injury concerns um mm. play had dropped off a little bit you know the season before that but again it's aaron Rodgers. seldom do you come across a player that you know you are going to ride until the wheels fall off i understand you getting the quarterback of the future that's when you draft a third round quarterback not so that's in the first round, that, right? Especially not when you are still in contention and need help on the offensive side of the ball. Then there was the—I uh, can't remember the teammate's name—that uh, you know Aaron Rodgers is pra- praising on <laughs> in the media. Then the next day, the personnel department—they they cut them. <laughs> so it's just there's things from every side, um, and that that it's just brings all me. about
0: communication.
1: Yeah, that. I'll, I'll just say if I'm if I am any team not if I'm a team not named Tampa Tampa Bay Kansas City and Buffalo I'm on the phone right now because three years of Aaron Rodgers is probably worth what I've got going and picks for what I can get in the field. like yeah I I that becomes the question Malcolm like where does where do things go from here who do we see
0: because um, I believe it's the last years of, of his contract, right? Uh, I I don't think it's the last year, but I think it's like the the last guaranteed, like super guaranteed year of his contract, right?
1: Oh, they probably got an option for the next year.
0: Yeah, I think the I think his guarantees go down really low or are zero after this year. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, what do you see happening from so, here? Uh, I just I can't see. I don't see a world where it makes sense for them to trade them, especially now after the draft. Um, You know, a team like San Francisco would have been really interested. Aaron's from California. They had a chance at him that we messed up the first time. And I'd said they messed it up the first time when they, when it happened. Um But a lot of these quarterback situations are either solved or closed to some extent. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't see a deal that can happen right now. And the Packers aren't, aren't going I don't I don't see their motivation to deal right now um, unless Aaron really becomes serious about I'm um, just what play playing, and then right. and then they've got to look at the asset management of the whole thing but I, I they, think they've bungled this they've bungled this thing from the beginning and it was all about communication all about messaging and all about making sure that your guy knew that he was valuable and they didn't they had so many opportunities and they've messed it up every time. And now they want to say, oh, we want we want Aaron Rodgers to be here a long time. Well, then prove it to him by keeping the guys he likes, by bringing in guys that he will like and putting weapons around him that are going to make him successful. But, but, but it's his fault because he's selfish, right? I've, I've never seen a categorical failure <laughs> in
1: every way to show a guy that you want him um yeah i i I'm with you um i i understand that you know the incentive may not seem like it's there if I think he's serious about not playing I absolutely if, do too if you listen to like recent interviews and and things that he's done um the McAfee interviews have really been telling uh he just seems like he's in a life space mm-hmm. where he's fine yeah you know with, with sitting out and everything like that but uh i I don't know and I believe now you can still. Even if you just draft
0: it, you can still trade that pick. That's why I don't know. I don't know what the rules are with that in the NFL.
1: From what I looked at, I mean, because even those situations where uh, they're having contract issues, they can't settle on something, and so that rookie's disgruntled. I believe mm-hmm. I've seen them move that rook mm-hmm. even right after the draft. Um, and mm-hmm. so, I, yeah, that becomes a question because even if I'm one of these teams that just took a quarterback and with the first couple picks, if my roster is built out enough,
0: um, yes, yeah, Jets. I, I, I can't. Jets I can't. trade Trevor Lawrence <laughs> for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, not just Jaguars trade Aaron Rodgers, bring him in for Trevor Lawrence. Just do it. If if
1: that roster was a little bit Another. better, not I, I'll just say if I'm the Cleveland Browns, if I'm the Pittsburgh, I would not Steelers, trade Baker's. Baker is Whitney. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I was about to I, I I love Baker. <laughs> hey man, I you you're hilarious. The Browns is the Browns. You know, I, I appreciate everything that, that you've done for the franchise. Aaron Rodgers is calling, so I'ma just click over because uh <laughs> No, I, yeah, I'd I'm, be on the
0: phone with Baker. You are a quarterback of the present secretary comes in. Green Bay is on the phone. Shut up, shut up. I'm talking to Baker. Uh, yeah, we're good, we're not gonna trade you, don't worry. Come on, which who y'all want? We'll <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we got we got running backs
1: for days. Who you want? Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean that that's instant contention for a team on the fringe. So I'm 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 interested to see what the New Orleans Saints come with. Interested yeah, no, to see. If, fair, yeah, right. Probably not. But I, I I don't know. Like you said, if he's serious about why, not playing, and why are you trying to take a job from a black man? ian <laughs> See. That's a whole other thing. See. If it's Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that 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 that
0: trumps. He'll still, the he'll still have a job. You know, he'll be there in Green Bay. In the words of the great Wale, black philosopher, I'm rooting for everyone who's black. See. I am too. <laughs> so and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about the talk about the draft. Uh, you know, all all the uh, questions about who the 49ers would take at number three. God, I'm thankful that they took Trey Lance. Um God I'm thankful. I would rather once again, I prefer Justin Fields, but I do not I did not want Mac Jones walking down Ooh. the tunnel to the Fortnite. Mac Jones. <laughs> um so how do you think this how do you think Trey Lance fits with what uh Kyle Shanahan's trying to do? Um, it, it really it
1: sounds like everything that they wanted. Um it sounds like the 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 type of quarterback that they wanted. Um, has enough accuracy and enough, you know, uh, pocket presence, but also has the playmaking ability um, outside of the pocket, you know, when, when the play breaks down, uh, some things that you could package around. Kyle Shanahan is, is the mad genius, right? Mm-hmm. He's the mad scientist. And um, we we knew the reason that the Mac Jones thing did not make sense is because Kyle Shanahan wanted more out of that position. Yeah. Uh, they thought they may have had something with Jimmy G, but with injuries and then just where he is limited, uh, they needed something different, so this was the pick. This is a pick that made sense, like you said. I was, I'm still higher on Justin Fields, um, of course. I'm a Ohio State fan, but um, no, it's, it's it's good. It's good. I was happy for you guys, and I'm happy uh, the support they drafted around
0: them too. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see what he brings to the offense, that that mobility. You know, I like the Donovan Donovan McNabb comparisons with his size and speed or, and athleticism as well as arm strength. And, you know, I think this I think this will help the Jimmy G situation because I think he, Jimmy G is still going to be the starter. I think they're going to give Trey a, a chance to compete for it, but I think you don't have to rush him onto the field, especially a guy who didn't play last year coming from Division Two. And if he proves that he's ready to play, Mm-hmm. that he's ready to play but if not yeah. no stress we we still have him on a rookie scale deal jimmy g is our quarterback for this year Then next year we could look at making making um making a change but i love i love the potential um if they hit on this pick this could be a great situation for, for Trey and the 49ers and they're still in a position to win now um so thank god yeah, once man. again thank you lord it, it was it was solid i was i definitely breathed a, a
1: sigh of relief for you when i heard them when i heard them announce the pick because uh, uh for all of the smoke screening now what what did the smoke screening gain them now that we're looking back at the draft well, that
0: that was
1: always that was always my question
0: yeah i mean it sounds like nobody really in the in um uh, the organization knew other than John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan, and we yeah. never heard anything from them saying where they were leading or what they were doing. Everything else was where I, what I'm hearing is everybody and everybody is going with Mac Jones. And it's like, okay, maybe the people you're talking to, yeah, right, right, right. Um, and to they, Kyle Shanahan, used, he liked Five Guys at number three. So <laughs> allegedly, he, he liked Five <laughs> right, Guys. Right, I right. like Five Guys too. I love their burgers. I, you know what? They're amazing with I the really fries. Did. I mean, <laughs> talk about bang for your buck. I definitely came to the draft with Five Guys. Um, (laughs) so the first the first surprise really happened i think when carolina and denver both took corners no one was i think most people expected one of them to possibly take a quarterback or one of those teams to trade out of that out of that spot probably carolina more more than likely um and so that left the door wide open for chicago to move up and make their deal with minnesota um get switched switched first round picks with minnesota sent to them the um 20th overall pick a fifth round pick in this year's draft. And then a first and fourth next year to take Justin Fields. Um, and we, and two things here. Um, we talked all offseason about how the bears bunkled this offseason not getting a quarterback somewhat of the future and maybe of the present, not of the past. Um, and they get an opportunity to get Justin Fields who, if you had asked us this a year ago, he would have been the clear number two. Um, Guy's clearly talented, clearly proven. Um, and I think it's really gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder because I, I believe that he believes he's just as good as Trevor Lawrence and better than everybody else. Um and then number two, they have the best backup in the NFL again, Andy Dalton, QB two, we back, hey. baby. We back, we back. I mean, according to them, Andy's still the starter, so you know. <laughs> yeah, they haven't changed the, the social media post. I'm waiting for them to just put out another one, QB two. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, man. I
1: mean, listen, I, I, I I'm really happy for Bears fans. They because <laughs> it was gonna be a really miserable offseason if they didn't do something. So uh it was it was it was a shot, it was a surprise, you know, those draft draft trades are always exciting, but mm-hmm. it it needed to happen. Yeah, it, it needed to happen <clears throat> and um and I think they got their guy finally. They don't have to have a huge question mark around. Yeah, we won't know three, four years how well he adjusts to the NFL, but just just let's not have to ask this question anymore. You know, let let's give uh, um, Allen Robinson maybe some reason to ponder staying. Yeah. In in Chicago after all. So yeah, so on and so forth. Uh shout out to 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 the front office there for being able to salvage what could have been a complete L of
0: the off season. Yeah, I mean I I uh the more I saw quarterbacks not being taken trades are happening i'm thinking the bears got to make them like if they if they can get up they've got to yeah they've got to get whoever if their guy is there they need to get him um and so you know i'm, I'm happy for justin that he's in a situation where he's he's wanted um but man the situation is not great for him <laughs> they no. have Allen robinson uh and some other guys uh Running back David Montgomery was was really good for them last year. The offensive line is not great, um, so they're going to have to be really creative with how they use Justin and try to protect him. And once again, the the Bears have said that Andy Dalton is their starter for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know what he's shown to make them think that he's their starter. But I think Justin's going to have a real opportunity to take that job if if he really, if he really shows that potential. Because those guys over there are coaching and GMing for their jobs. And yeah. so they need to show some signs that they have a plan for the future and hope for the future.
1: And it's good to see them aware that they need some more protection, taking uh taking, you know, their second round pick, mm-hmm. uh, offensive tackle. And so uh he was pretty highly touted. So I, I I'm yeah. I, I'm interested to see how they build around him, what other moves they might make. Uh there are there are still some free agents out there, y'all. Um, that have not quite landed in, in uh, uh, solidified their place for the next season.
0: So, yeah, keep an eye on Chicago. Yes, if you're looking for offensive linemen who did not play in the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs last year, both of them are still available. So, how
1: does that happen?
0: <laughs> they were like, oh, y'all don't want to play in the Super Bowl? Y'all injured? Y'all done. Get out. Leave Kansas City forever. Um, <laughs> Got to be all about money, man. They're trying but, to drive that price down. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, Eric Fisher was a high pick. Uh, Mitchell Swartz, a little older, so I I get it a little bit. But other big quarterback news, after all of the machinations and all of the rumors, Mac Jones still ended up where we predicted he would go as soon as the draft was announced. (laughs) Everybody, I think, from day one was like, oh, Mac Jones to New England, that's that's it. And then it kind of got jumbled up, oh, what is New England going to do? And then they didn't even have to trade up to get him. He completely fell to them. Uh, and once again, the more I saw that and then I saw the Bears come up, I was like, ooh, this might just happen. It might not need to be forced. It might not need to be. And let's also talk about the Mac Jones walk. He walked down that tunnel. <laughs> like a mom walking into the, to the school to see her child in the principal's office. Like he was on a mission. He was not going to be stopped. I don't want to, my teammates, whatever, y'all are cool or whatever, but I have a job to do. Yeah. And it is to get down here and shake my man Roger Goodell's hand. That is the that is the <laughs> the poster child of making
1: a beeline somewhere. Um, and j- it did not help that his walk is it. it, it there's a little hinge there. There's a little yep. little slight like waddle. I don't know what yep. you want
0: to call it, but uh, he, no, his suit was, was not his suit was not tailored very well. He looked it really was wide. Not, it he was looked really listened. wide.
1: Join us for three in one uh, um, uh, fashion talk because uh, <laughs> there's some things, but uh, yeah, when when what you have on accents, everything wrong about the, like the way you walk, so on <laughs> and so forth. Yeah, it was pretty obvious, but um, yeah, like you said, he, I mean, he he fell where it is that we where he where we thought he might fall. He he's going to be Hall of Famer now. Watch, um, yeah, I. <laughs> But like you said, when you know it was kind of a no-brainer that he was there. Um, you know, the Patriots apparently don't believe that uh that Jared Stidham is gonna um is gonna be the quarterback what? of the future. Uh what? so <laughs> so what? you know, uh, perfect situation for for Mac Jones. I mean, he has enough incentive to have the chip on his shoulder. Um, I said it to somebody, I said who's who's more embarrassed? Um, at the way the first round went, then maybe a Mac Jones um, after all the talk was about how you had, you know, shot up in the ranks and you were the sure thing and everything. And I do believe that the, who the Niners were talking about when they said they knew who they wanted when they moved up. I believe it was Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I think that second pro day from Trey Lance um, um, kind of, you know, you know, showed them what it is that they needed to see and, and maybe solidified the change of the decision, but yeah, like I said, I think he's got, he's got poster board material. He's got bulletin board, uh, um, incentive and yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's going to get a good, a really good system, a really great structure. Let's not forget uh, how good they are in new England. Uh, Josh McDaniels, just, you know, everything surrounding that situation. And so, uh, we will see as we, as we look at this class, like we did with the Baker Rosen Allen, all of those. Shout out to Josh Rosen, Forty Nine er Extraordinaire. No,
0: no, we do, we did
1: not keep Josh. Okay, <laughs>
0: but how, how do you see Mac Farron in New England? I, you know, the fit is the fit is there just from you know, I guess the style of offensive run in the past. But I think my biggest concern is that I think there's going to be an immense amount of pressure on him. Because of the comparisons to Tom Brady, everybody—that's mm. just what everybody compares to. Oh, yeah. he's, you know, they've done it with a guy like Tom Brady before. And it's like, is Mac Jones a guy like Tom Brady? Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Mac Jones is Mac Jones. But yeah. there, I think that pressure is there, and so um, I don't think they're going to rush him out there to play. He's going to have to earn it, and I think Cam is in position to to still be the starter. Um, yeah, but the pressure is going to be on if 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 Cam wanted to one one of those one hoppers to to Nelson Aguilar on an on a out route or you know it's it's gonna be a mid you're gonna hear the crowd going screaming Mac Jones put him in the yeah. game and so it's gonna be a lot of pressure on that kid and I hope that he's ready for it I also am you know I'm really upset for Mac Jones because he had the opportunity to be in California and now he's gonna be in New England so sorry Mac could have <laughs> been on the west yeah. coast better weather you know Sorry. I just want to beg um, of the New England fans that their chance be
1: who Mac Jones? Who? They're not. Mac they don't. Jones. They don't know the reference. They don't okay, know the got reference. You. Yeah, you know they
0: don't. I, I my geography just kicked in. Gotcha. They don't. They don't know the reference because that would have been hilarious if they had been, you know, the all the interviews after the draft. Uh, so how do you feel about your your first round pick, uh, Coach You know Mac Jones. Who Mac <laughs> Mac Jones? Who <laughs> Oh, man. I would I would have given a, a significant amount of money to hear a reporter do that, but um, they not they not, not they not in it for the culture. Um, the other big storyline was reunions. <laughs> we get reunions everywhere. Uh, Joe Burrow gets no protection and get brings in Jamar Chase, <laughs> uh, so he'll be running for his life while throwing to his favorite his <laughs> one of his favorite receivers, <laughs> uh, Tua and Jalen Waddle reunite in Miami. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith reunite in Philly and Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne just can't get away from one another. They get drafted both uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Which one of these pairings do you think is going to be the most successful? Um, I
1: mean Trevor, Etienne, uh, I want to jump out and say but uh, I'm going to go with Burrow and, uh, and Chase just on the strength that Burrow already showed us what what he can do, and that he can he can spread that thing around. That he can get um, injured running for his life. Can, that's terrible. That was that's all on the line. I put that one thousand <laughs> percent on the on the line, which apparently Cincinnati does not, because they said they said let's get you a uh, let's let's get you another receiver. Yeah, that's, of, that's what you need. Um, yeah, there were a lot of people scratching their head at that pick. But um I, I'm excited. I, I think this will be an interesting, trend to keep a keep an eye on and see if more organizations, if this should pan out, if if you see big years from ATN and from and from Waddle and, 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 and everything, um if organizations look to uh pair their new franchise quarterbacks with guys that they were comfortable with in um in 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 their college uh, years. So I'm I'm really curious, but yeah, it was just wild seeing it develop and it was like, yeah. hey, how much more of this can we take? This, <laughs> this <laughs> So it's surprising,
0: but uh yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. We'll remember this from your for years to come. Yeah, I'm starting my Chris Olave to the Chicago Bears uh campaign okay. now.
1: Okay. Um, Let's and do then-
0: it. I'm, I'm looking on the uh, Alabama roster to see if they have any white writers, white receivers for the New England Patriots to take because you know that's what they like to do. Oh my <laughs> so um, you know if there's a Will yeah. Renfro on the Alabama side, yeah. th- I feel like he's going to be the new slot receiver in New England. <laughs> y- y'all should give up Trey Sermon.
1: You know. Go ahead, send him send him over to Chicago too. <laughs>
0: Uh, he may transfer, who knows um oh gosh that's oh, a transfer no. that the, the transfer kids? portal the transfer portal so speaking of our favorite teams, we're gonna talk about our home teams what they did in the draft, how we feel about it and let's start with your browns how are you feeling about the, your your browns draft haul
1: sound the alarm i know i know you guys have been waiting on this um Browns i gotta give them um an a maybe a minus um that's just me trying not to be too biased and give him an a plus. Uh Greg Newsom <laughs> was was solid. Um there were no questions about that pick other than the fact that you know he's uh maybe a little brittle. Um kind of got some concerns about durability, but uh he was he was high on everybody's board. Um uh yeah. uh had a set, solid showing in Northwestern. I think the big thing with the Browns is being able to get uh, Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa in the second mm-hmm. round. Yeah, that was somehow great. at pick number fifty-two. Uh, some things about oh, he had heart issues, and then people were refuting that, so on and so forth. Whatever the case is, uh, you get a guy that that you, they need a help at linebacker. Um, I'm glad that he has that experience playing there. Uh, can really be dynamic and run stopping, but also can drop into coverage. Um, yeah. And when you got these tight ends that are. George Kittle and 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 Travis Kelsey esque, um, you've got to be able to have somebody uh, in the middle that can keep up with those guys. So that is the the steal of the draft. I'm actually really excited about Anthony Schwartz though. Um, mm-hmm. Speedster out of yeah. Auburn. I don't think he had a whole lot to do there, um, and didn't have you know really impressive quarterback play either. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how it is that uh, Stefanski. Um utilizes that weapon, uh, stavansky and Alex Van Pelt. Um, and they can do a lot of things. You think about it, you got Jarvis over the middle, uh, OBJ over the middle, also giving some threats on some of those outside routes. the 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 uh Austin Hooper. Um, and then you got a lot of there's a lot of potential for a guy that's a burner to get down the field and
0: open up this offense. Yeah. So I've seen Schwartz on uh games a lot and he is just so fast. It's crazy. I think even the tape doesn't do him justice. So I'm I'm excited to see what he could potentially be like in a in a um Browns offense that has you know other receivers on that team that draw attention between Landris Landris Landry Beckham um Callaway you know came up um I think is it Higgins that you guys you guys have Hollywood Higgins yep. Um and so you guys have got some good weapons that are going to draw attention. Austin Hooper is going to draw attention um and so having a guy like that who can you can kind of move around the field use as a chess piece um i think i think it's a big thing for you guys In terms of my yeah. 49ers i was really happy we got uh trey lance thank god because if we if i had to sit here and talk about our class with matt jones i'd have been impressed um you know one thing <laughs> i was that looking I'd, forward to it too i i was about i was going to be like um matt jones walking up the tunnel walking away from this topic <laughs> um you know, the big things that I wanted us to address were secondary running back, uh, offensive line depth. So we got Trey Sermon. Um, you know, I still count him as a sooner, even though he spent last year with Ohio state, he's still a sooner boomer sooner. Um, you know, if he can stay healthy, that's the big thing with him health. If he can Mm -hmm. stay healthy, I think he could be a really good depth piece for us. Um, you know, has enough speed runs physically. We saw him in those last two games of the year for Ohio state, particularly the big 10 championship game in, in the, um, college football semifinal just really dominate the game um and so that's really exciting with the backs that we already have and that zone blocking scheme that we like to do um getting aaron banks from notre dame offensive guard once again depth on our offensive line was huge depth all around our roster really uh, yeah. we were really snake-bicked by injuries last year really hurt us um and i'm really excited about amber thomas from michigan he sat out this year opted out Uh, But he's a six foot guy, really good cover skills, good size at six foot. Um, Not probably not a starter, but he'll get an opportunity here to learn and grow behind Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley. And so I really like those 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 pickups, getting that offensive line depth, getting that secondary depth, especially after losing Richard Sherman and and some other guys in the sanctuary in the sanctuary in the secondary. (laughs) um, You know, I like what we did. We were smart with our draft picks. Didn't reach didn't yep. do anything crazy didn't oh we want this random running back or we're going to get another quarterback no we did <laughs> I think we did some good logical things to uh, fortify some positions in need so I'm I'm happy I'm real happy yeah I really like how um I always kind of look at the first five rounds
1: of the draft as the guys that I'm really thinking to be contributors, and like and you because said, because we don't know the players in the sixth and seventh round, <laughs> partly <laughs> that, and then knowing how how much guys are fighting uh, for roster spots, you know, once you get in August and everything like that. Um, but yeah, like you said, every pick, especially that, that fifth round, that came back around. Um, address the secondary, you know, twice over and offensive line.
0: So, they, like, like, you could tell mm-hmm. that they
1: had a plan and they stuck to the process.
0: Yeah. Yep. Hey, but you know what? In the seventh round, Mel Kiper knows that backup quarterback from San Diego State who got Intimately. drafted. Intimately. Intimately. You know, he showed, he had one throw last year, but it looked great. And he really – it was a 70-yard bomb. The arm strength is there. I think he could be a developmental yeah. – like, he just knows. Mel hyper, you're the best. Um, what other classes interested you in this year's draft look good? Are you interested to see how they project moving forward? Um, I,
1: uh, it pains me to say, I know that people are not high on taking uh, running backs, especially in the, um, in the first round, but oh, we know
0: one person who is high on that.
1: Uh, I did. you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, shout, out, <laughs> shout out to a brother, bro. Um, but I do think that the Steelers, they, they, they got some solid picks. Mm, they got some solid picks. Now, I mean, I, I don't, I, I didn't think they needed a tight end in the second round, but you know, their situation there is, is, uh, but they went, they, they went offensive line, uh, in rounds three and four, but I, I really think, um, and the main headline, of course, is Najee Harris, but I, I think he fits right in there so well uh, that we could be looking at a, hear me now, a Christian McCaffrey light, like light, light,
0: light. Oh, like, so you light, mean not as injured. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's not fair.
0: Um, <laughs> it, when,
1: when, it, you are, when you're the primary <laughs> receiver and running back for your team, <laughs> you're bound to get injured, but not. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm really curious to see if if those uh, those picks that they had to address the O-line uh, will yield something. And, yeah, I'm biased because I'm an AFC North guy, but um, seeing that you those, always
0: root for the teams in the AFC North? I do not. Uh, only
1: the Browns, <laughs> only only the Cleveland Browns. But uh, yeah, them and Jacksonville um, were my two picks. Jacksonville, of course, uh, with the big headliner picks. But um, I think they did some really good things in those latter rounds to fill out the roster too.
0: Yeah, I think the, uh, the Steelers, I think they needed to address their offensive line more aggressively. Um, mm-hmm. It was not good last year, and they've lost – the guys that were kind of good on that offensive line pouncey's gone villain the wave is gone um, i think they need to go for one of the topper flight talents um at least if you were going to dress in the first round definitely in the second round um but you know they made their choice um you know i feel like i say this every year but baltimore i love them getting rashad bateman and tylen wallace yeah. um to two out receivers you know bateman Came back from, came back uh, initially opted out, came back when the Big Ten announced they were coming back, got COVID, and it kind of affected his season. But in terms of size and speed, this is exactly the kind of guy that Lamar Jackson and this offense needs. Tyler Wallace is a guy that I've seen a lot at Oklahoma State. Not a blazer, not great size, just effective um, in getting off of his blocks and really good hands. So I think those two guys immediately upgrade that position. And they upgraded their offensive line with Ben Cleveland from Georgia. Hot Ben Cleveland in Cleveland. Um, and they got your boy. I don't know if you saw this. Your boy, Sean Lorenzo Wade. I did see that. I was curious uh, to see if he went and when he would go. <laughs> he but, went in the uh, fifth yeah. round. Sean Lorenzo Wade. That's not his middle name, guys. Uh it's inside joke. Because I forget this man's name all the time. So <laughs> I've been calling him Lorenzo Wade for the last year. Um, I think that's a good pickup for them because he doesn't have to play um one or two corner, he could be a nickel or even I think he's gonna eventually move to safety. And I think that's where he's gonna find a much better spot for him and a much better career. Um I also liked what what the what the Jets did. You know, of course Zach Wilson, that's been pretty much cemented basically since since that since uh the draft was announced. Uh they move up to get an offensive lineman. Uh Elijah Vera Vera Tucker, the opposite of what they did with Sam Darnold where they just kind of said draft Sam Darnold and keep tanking. Um, <laughs> right, right. They, they actually are going to put some. Whip. And then they got Elijah Moore in the second round, who was a lot of people thought would be in the first round. They got Michael Carter, running back from North Carolina, that a lot of people thought would go in the second round. <laughs> it was available uh, in the third round. So, I think they got really good value, and they're actually now starting to build a team around a quarterback that I think um, in a couple years could be really, really good. Yeah, man.
1: Shout, out to, shout so good, out to the Jets. You to know? the Jets. J E T S. We'll, we'll Jets, see if Jets, they Jets. can finally get it done.
0: Right. And shout out to Cleveland. You know, it looked like it was a great time at the draft. People were out. I was surprised by how many people were there. Um, it's always great to hear fans booing players they don't know. And it's like, you guys needed an offensive lineman. Sorry, you guys didn't get Trevor Lawrence at. At thirteen, <laughs> right? Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> they always show like, oh, and this year's pick, the the uh, Atlanta Falcons select John Johnson, offensive lineman from Wyoming, and the guys like don't know where the clap. It's like, I don't. Uh. Yeah, and then everybody else around was cheers, so and they're like, woo. <laughs> And then you see somebody go like this whenever it's somebody you don't know. <laughs> smart, smart. <Right. laughs> point to the point to the point to the temple. It's smart. It's smart. It was That's especially what you you great because the they had
1: it. They had it sectioned <laughs> off this year, so you got to see the full range of confusion when they made these breaks for, the, for that team's fans.
0: <laughs> oh, um. Man. So shout out to Cleveland. Uh, shout out to the band as well. Thank, I don't thank know. You. Thank you. I don't know where they got that band from, but I would have preferred uh, Fat Al. I think would have been a great guy to have on stage between picks. Um, MGK, I think even would have got the crowd up in height, even though he would have been confused when he went from Till I Die" to his hard rock set. It would have been a really confusing experience. There was so much that they could have done there
1: um, that I, I was a little... A little disappointed. I know you joked about both, <laughs> both
0: and harmony. Yes, we <laughs> couldn't get both thugs. Just to get just Crossroads. God could you me. imagine Crossroads playing as Mac Jones is walking down the tunnel with such, with such, I mean, such vigor?
1: Al Fats was available.
0: <laughs> Fats, that would have been fun. Al Fats would have been. I would have. I I'd have came down to death. I,
1: yeah. <laughs> People still react to that song very, very
0: interestingly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, man, this is like 2004, y'all. Like, right. It's as simple as B. I mean, I shoot, I need to get in the studio. It's the fat L. <laughs> um, and I would, uh, you know, MGK Till I Die, all, just every pick, just till I die. I can't even even if it's not time. Cleveland picking, just till I die. Till <laughs> I die. <laughs> oh, so no, next Cleveland year it'll be Las problem, Vegas. Though. they did they did a great job um next year we're in las vegas for the draft so ian we expect you to be live from las vegas next year and let me tell you if COVID restrictions are lifted them players is going to be at in las vegas without their families that's what's gonna happen they're gonna be like man these family rooms are kind of empty this year (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> don't, don't 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 do the surprise camera switching, man. You don't tell uh, uh, them no. that. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Since going to be a, it's going to be an interesting
0: situation next year. It's going to be some Paul Pierce parties in the family room. No. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> it's going to be Paul Pierce parties. If you don't know about the Paul Pierce Ooh. Instagram live parties, look it up. It's fun stuff. Uh, um, we can, all we can tell you is you can make a lot of money. <laughs> You can make a lot of money. <laughs> you can make a lot of money. Oh, gosh. All right, kids. Go, don't go look it up. Adults, go look that up. Um, let's talk a little bit of NBA. Um, we haven't talked about Zion and the Pelicans. And it is a a wide range of experiences with the, <laughs> with the New Orleans Pelicans. I believe right now they're sitting at 11th place in the Western Conference outside mm-hmm. of even the playoff. Um Zion is having a just disgusting year. 27 points per game, seven rebounds, almost four assists, 62% shooting percentage. And he's playing point guard for this team. Um You know, they have Izzy he? he have you have you watched their games? I've actually watched, because I was I've heard this point, this point Zion thing, and he's actually I mean, he's not running an offense. It's basically Zion's bringing up the ball and then just barreling to the barreling it, to the rim.
1: And it is funny. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think he's doing it more effectively
1: than somebody else that maybe we'll talk about a little bit later, but never mind.
0: I, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Giannis? Yes. Well, the numbers do not bear that out. But, <laughs> but I, Zion, I, think, I mean.
1: I think he's more versatile in doing it. And just seems not. like he's a little more. <laughs> a he's little not. more he, I, I'm not look, saying from, I'm not talking about from like a ball handling standpoint, or anything like that,
0: or finishing. Just, it's it's one hand. It's it's one hand only. I'm gonna finish with one hand and one hand only.
1: <laughs> I really just said it because I was I just kind of wanted to hate on Giannis for a quick second, but because I'm really on this. Dang, I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah, uh, no, with the turnovers and everything. Um, it is funny just seeing seeing Zion in this way. I I, I gotta tell you, I mean, like you said, they're eleventh in the West, and I have not felt compelled to talk about them <laughs> whatsoever because Giannis will have. I mean, uh, Zion have a really strong game uh, from the field, like you said. I mean, let's give him his due. He's definitely a man child. So all of that I mean, can really can he get it done on this level against grown men? No. He's the grown man, (laughs) and uh, he's kind of putting a lot of guys in their place. But it's he's not at the point where it's translating to winning just yet. Yeah, Um, he's super young. Um, I've not had a whole lot of commentary about it. That that roster still needs time to gel, and I don't think Stan Van is the coach to actually get the moment about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I give Stan Van credit for putting the ball in Zion's hand and just saying and just taking all of the thought out of it. Hey, get just get into the paint. Don't, yeah. don't worry about trying to be cute. Don't worry about, oh, we want you to develop a jumper. You know what you do well? Run into people and get to the rim. <laughs> right. um, and so he's really simplified the game for Zion. Um, I don't particularly enjoy watching it because it's the, just the same thing over and over again. Zion dribbling into the paint, left-hand layup. Going to the left, left-hand layup. Oh, he starts on the right. He's going hard left, left-hand layup yeah it's not super exciting i would love to see him get more and everything is you know within 10 feet i would love to see him get even a little floater something to to make the the defense guess a little bit and i think you know with another with a full another full offseason and i agree i don't know if Stan Stanman Stanman is the right guy um for this team now that i've seen it um I, th- I think the bigger issue for them is on the defensive side of the ball uh your best defensive players you know, Lonzo, Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. And Bledsoe and Adams haven't looked good this year. Mm-hmm. Um and Adams just doesn't look like what he was in Oklahoma City, and they just paid him a whole bunch of money to be Steven Adams. Um and this team isn't this team isn't built to do what it's doing. You want Zion to be your point guard, but you have Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams on the floor who give you zero floor spacing. Um and so Zion is running into bigs and 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 everyone everywhere and so I still think this team needs a true point guard um L- Lonzo is obviously not the answer he doesn't have enough he doesn't get to the to the rim enough he's improved, improved a shooting thank goodness and he's still solid defensively not completely consistent uh, but I would want a, a point guard who's a little bit more dynamic and I think Kyra Lewis who plays comes off the bench for them is a guy that I think potentially gives that to him shoots the ball just as well if not better than uh Lonzo and has a little bit more foot speed um, to push the ball up. And I think that is kind of the key for them is to get their tempo up, get Zion, Zion in transition. Um, and that's really where this team really where the, where the ceiling raises for this team. I mean, they are top five defense offense. I didn't know this. they are a top five offense in the NBA right now, but they're 25th in defense. Um, yeah. and, it, yeah. and it, and it, sh- and it shows they, they have a really hard time getting stops, Um, You know, Steph Curry cooked them last night. Everybody was getting cooked. Bledsoe was was doing twister on the floor. (laughs) Zion was getting turned around. It was just bad and ugly the whole game.
1: (laughs) Which, I mean, young cores, you could kind of expect that. Um, But they have veterans, though. They do have vet presence on the team. But, you know, if you look at what they're really trying to push as far as, you know, what's going to move them in. It's Ingram, Zion, ball. Sprinkle in some... (sighs) I don't want to talk about Josh Hart, but yeah. Um, And I'm wondering, you know, do you give Stan Van another full year with actual, you know, COVID free, hopefully Mm. situation where, you know, they can kind of really drill some of these defensive concepts in, or do you think, you know, they move on, they move
0: off of him? Yeah, I think, I think they give him another shot. I think the, the unspoken thing is that Zion is it really good defensively. Um, not as good as you would think somebody with his athletic profile would be, and I think that's where I think that's where the improvement is to be honest, if he is better, I think he can he can raise the level of this of this team, but if he's not gonna be that level of of defender you know what we had envisioned you know kind of a a draymond style versatile defender then this team is always going to fall a little short because Brandon Ingram is an okay defender. He's not great. He's got length, but he's not, he's not a guy you look to make stops. Lonzo is a, is a solid defender, but he's not consistent. He'll have lapses. Eric Bledsoe at this point in his career, I don't know what you can expect from him. Josh Hart is probably their best defender. He's also been out most of the year with injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Jackson Hayes, Jackson Hayes is the center that we thought was the center of the future. And they brought Steven Adams in to play the most of those, most of those minutes. And he's not what he was. So there's some decisions they need to make roster roster wise and figure out how they're going to build this team better around Zion and, and and to use his strengths both offensively and defensively.
1: We shall see, but I mean, I'm looking forward to talking, talking about him more in the future. Um, Give him some time to develop. And like you said, if you're putting up 27 on that level of efficiency and you yeah. have, like, the most predictable offensive game, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but you're just too much of a brute for people to stop you, that's promising. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I think they got a lot of promising things. It just requires the right touch. And yep. you hope this is where David Griffin, he, he's got to earn that check. Yeah, um, And he's known for doing it, you know, when it comes to, you know, LeBron. <laughs> mm-hmm. But let's see if he can, if he can do it with a guy that's not quite as polarizing and not, um, you know, maybe because Zion probably doesn't know what it is that he wants around him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he probably does not know the NBA game enough to to know what it is that he's requesting and what will work uh, to build a championship type of roster. So it's going to be up to the front office that they have. And um seeing if they can take a step forward because like you said with them being at 11 and everything like that couple games out of the playoff race right now we should be looking at a 7-8
0: seed next year yeah so we should we should um other team talk about are we sleeping on the milwaukee bucks and I, this question comes from this place i watched them play against uh the nets um this weekend um and I kind of like what I saw there using Giannis in the post. I will say DeAndre Jordan is just is just about done, and for some reason Steve Nash put him on Giannis, and I have yet to figure out why. Um, and I think DeAndre is still trying to figure out why because Giannis was cooking <laughs> the whole night, <laughs> and he just kept doing it. And I, I all I kept saying was, "Y'all help that man." <laughs> um, they tried to they tried to put Blake on them and I don't know what that was I mean Blake had had a couple of good possessions but then when Giannis just decided I'm just going to get by you there wasn't a whole lot Blake could do um and so saw Giannis play really dominant they shot the ball extremely well um I didn't know this they're the number one offense in the NBA the Milwaukee Bucks um would not have thought that and they're actually 20th in defense which is a little surprising for me um with all the all the pieces they had. Giannis is after 28 11 six assists this year. Middleton 20 uh a game, holiday 17 a game. And you know, I saw, you know, PJ Tucker on, you know, switching out on the guards, also playing Kevin Durant. Um Are we sleep are we sleeping on this team? Yeah, I mean, and I I'll
1: I'll just piggyback off of your last points because those are the positives. Um, mm-hmm. I think the addition of Drew Holiday is is going to be big for them. I think it'll be even bigger in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if he can stay healthy, which has always been the thing with Drew, it um, was early he, in his
0: career, not not in the last few years.
1: Right. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, deeper into the season, you know, mm-hmm. you want to want to see if you can still get him out there because he was he was there for those New Orleans runs. So I, I'll give you that um, those those playoff games. Um, of course, they had playoff Rondo, and so uh, you know headliner. But uh, <laughs> I'm determined to work Rondo into every into every show. You, uh, it's, you it's just, are determined. It's got to happen. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, the additional PJ Tucker gives some gives them some additional versatility. I don't think they still. I'm gonna say we're not sleeping on them because even you look at it. You know, even with them being the number one offense, like you said, those steps back in defense that adds up. Mm-hmm. That makes the, um, they're right now the third in the East, three and a half back from Philly. So it's, that's not a bad position. But uh, you look twenty nineteen, they're sixty and twenty two. Uh, last year fifty six seventeen. This year they're sitting at a solid forty and twenty four,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with eighteen with less games, games less. as well.
0: Yeah,
1: right. True. Um, but I I, I don't. I, I do think they are actually, I mean, it feels like they're they they've plateaued. Mm. It feels like they've plateaued. Um and even if they gotten a little bit better, I think Philly got even better. I think Joel. Even betterer. He's right, even betterer. And mm. um and they don't have enough to, I think, keep up with Brooklyn in the seven game series. Mm. So they'll be formidable. They're relevant but I don't think they're, they're, they're not a contender. They're not a contender to actually come out of the East. If you ask me.
0: Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping myself from getting tricked into the, this is, this is the bucks year. I'm not, I don't want to do that, but, um, I think defensively is where the potential lies. Um, if they can go up a level defensively, they have a, a lineup that, that has bodies to guard um, Brooklyn probably better than anybody else. You know, Philly has some matchup issues that that the Nets would have, but I think defensively in terms of athleticism length, they could throw multiple guys at KD. Uh, I mean, you could really put a lineup with Tucker, Anacupo, Middleton, Holiday, and, you know, if you want Lopez just to be a big or if you want to put OG Bobby Porter's out there, you can switch everything um and make it really tough on on the nets um so that that's what i'm interested to see in the playoff scenario if they have a defensive strategy whether it's switching um or targeting um uh, some of these guys on, on defense you know they they targeted deandre jordan on offense they targeted deandre jordan um yeah. you know f- three or four years ago you wouldn't be able to, to say that uh but at this point in his career they were really targeting him so um and if they have to pull DeAndre off the floor. They don't have a lot of size, and that team is big. You know, Giannis is the three, or the point guard essentially, and you know he's seven foot. So I'm in. I'm more intrigued by this team than I thought I would be at this point. The issue for me is going to be their depth. Looking at their at their um, what their potential playoff rotation would be, they they have a uh, Divincenzo starting with Holiday, Middleton, Enes and Lopez and I think the only two guys on their bench that are really going to play are OG Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton probably I think Jeff Teague maybe plays a little bit but not a lot so that's a little concerning is that they don't I don't feel like they can really go that their depth is really going to allow them to to um really stagger minutes and if something happens, Giannis gets a foul trouble or an injury. I just don't know how they recover from that without that real depth on the back end. Mm. We shall see. We we we. I, I am
1: definitely intrigued. They're a team I'm going to be watching when we get uh, as we get closer to the postseason and when we get in there, um, particularly because I've been so critical of Giannis that I do want mm-hmm. to see if he uh, figures some things out. Um, as far as, you know, not getting too, not getting bottled in, uh, not being a one trick pony, yeah. uh, when it comes to facing those playoff defenses. And I think he's got some pretty, some potentially good tests in what, um, what Philly can bring to the table. Uh, and I, I think if anything, their offense being a little bit more versatile gives them a better chance against the Brooklyn's of the world mm-hmm. and everything like that. So Brooklyn got to stop them too, and I think that yeah. that's worth noting as well. So it, it will be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see them if they go up against like a Knicks. Mm. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why know, either. But seeing if if they can run bodies um, at Giannis, and I think that's the thing you mentioned it with Brooklyn. They just don't have the size yeah. to hang, and so yeah that that'll be a, that'll be a matchup. I'm
0: really hoping to see in the playoffs. Yeah. Well before we end today, you know how we like to end it. And that's with our parting words and give us your parting words for tonight for today. Excuse you know, me.
1: You know what I I really want to shout out, um, just the NBA community, the NBA family, um, and how they've continued NBA WNBA continue to, uh, to surround and support the Bryant family. Um, you know, through the news of Nike, not given, uh Kobe the lifetime deal that they were looking for and so his estate they don't continue that contract but um then you know Vanessa announcing the Mamba seats line uh dropping that and and the proceeds going to support you know the uh the foundation and everything seeing NBA, um other athletes outside of the NBA uh supporting rally around that um these are the things that honestly we you know we got we got uh, shootings every other day, so on and so forth. Uh, so much stuff going on in the world. Uh, it's good to see these these really human stories, even if it's sport. And this is why I love sport. I feel like it transcends so many different things, and it connects all people. And uh, the fact that she is not forgotten because the news cycles have turned um, is a really dope thing. So shout out to her for her perseverance. She still raises some... Uh, amazing girls, um, Natalia. I think she she just got accepted into. I can't remember what school it was, but
0: uh, Stanford. It's some. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, can't
1: I don't know why UCLA was on my mind, but mm. no I'm sorry, USC was on my mind, but uh, yeah, just just shout out to shout out to that family and the NBA family.
0: My parting word goes to a guy who has been much maligned on this podcast. Uh, not much maligned, but maligned on this podcast. Um, Russell Westbrook, give that man some respect. Put it on his name. Um, he's been... Can we say consistent? He's been excellent for a long time. And I think we've, we have become desensitized to the triple doubles, to the relentless play, to the um, competitiveness, to the tough post-game interviews, and... Um, but watching watching him play on a nightly basis with the Washington Wizards, um, it's been a, it was a tough start to the season, but they're starting to get a little bit of rhythm. And Russell Westbrook is about to have another season where he averages a triple double. And if that had happened five years ago with a player, we would have said it's the greatest season we've ever seen. Yeah. And he's consistently done it over and over again. Uh, did it in his MVP season, and I believe this is his third or fourth season averaging a triple double for the season. They said that if he goes zero zero zero. For the rest of the season he would still average triple double um so that's crazy that's crazy you may not like his efficiency you may not like um the way his team's in the playoffs but you got to respect the competitiveness the desire um and the overall skill of run what russell octavio westbrook i just made up that middle name <laughs> i don't know what that man's middle name is um <laughs> <laughs> but give that man some respect an all-time great scott brooks said he's the second best point guard of all time i'm not saying that yeah, but I'm he's pretty that. darn good who is your um, top five Since we're point here. guards Ooh, yeah. off the top of my head ooh. magic is easy <laughs> um, after that i gotta think i mean i love jason jason kid's one of my favorite point guards um um Man, that's tough, Jason Kidd. I have to I have to start with the ten and then whittle it down. I think Stockton is probably in the top ten. Yeah. I think um, Isaiah Thomas I think has to be in the top ten. Yep. Um, and the, not the Isaiah Thomas you're probably thinking of is the other one. Not playing with y'all. Um, <laughs> Breakstruck, baby. Break struck. I think Chris Paul was in that conversation. Um, even without a ring. Um. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to think about it some more.
1: Yeah, Caught me off I'm there. really kind of in the same space. A lot of the same names. Um. Yeah, LeBron I, James. I got... Hmm.
0: LeBron James. Okay. Nah. <laughs> Zion. Oh God, point Zion.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm. I'm really curious to see what. What what when it's all said and done and the dust settles on Russ's career where he ends up
0: that that is going to be a very hotly debated yeah because he's he's a very polarizing player either you love him or you don't love him and one person who shall remain nameless on this podcast does not love him <laughs> and has has a very forcefully said so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right guys that's it thank you for listening to our uh, little impromptu uh, top 7 NBA point guard list. We didn't quite, <laughs> I didn't quite get to 10. Um, so, from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself, international Ian Lamont Morgan. Cleveland Rocks. And here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. They call him the Black Russell Westbrook because he's underappreciated, but the boy is good. This has been the 3-in-1 podcast. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you all next time.